This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I drink it up. First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. Some of us pump, and some of us slump. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T. You crazy if you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a loud orange hat on my head and a whistle. What's up? Oh, you know, just talk about horror movies during the Christmas season. (laughs) It's true. Uh, we're we're a little behind the schedule, I, I guess, but uh, I think we got a good one today. Yeah, we uh, we were both sick, myself twice, as I talked about in the last episode, which finally posted. <laughs> Took me forever <laughs> to post that too. Now today is the twelfth of December, and I think I'm going to post the Eyes Wide Shut episode on Wednesday, and then. Student bodies, I think this weekend. And then we were recording with Zolly next week for Batman Returns. Probably, I'll put that out, I think, by Wednesday. It's got to go out. It's got to get out before Christmas. Yes. Christmas weekend. And then Jingle All the Way will come out around Christmas as well. Our present to you, the listener. So we have plenty of Christmas content coming your way. But. We promised to do student bodies, so here it is. <laughs> yes, including the well-beloved Christmas classic, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. No debate here. It is a Christmas movie. It is. They do a tree lighting and everything. <laughs> student bodies could probably be a Christmas movie, too. Everything else is taking place on that day. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else before we get into it? I don't, I don't think so. I guess why don't you talk about uh, where you saw it first and your thoughts then, your thoughts now? I can't remember. I, I definitely came across it on either Turner Classic Movies or one of the uh, premium cable channels that I subscribed to probably about four or five years ago, I would say. And uh, I recorded it on my DVR on a whim. Thought that looks uh, interesting. I'd never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched it and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was uh, a tremendously uh, funny spoof of early 80s slasher movies. I guess 70s and early 80s slasher movies or horror movies in general. This was my first rewatch. Um, I had been wanting to get it on Blu-ray for a while and I had put it in my safer later on Best Buy and uh, the price just never went down. And finally this year I pulled the trigger and I bought it. So Mm -hmm. this was my first rewatch. I like it just as much as I did the first time, maybe more because I've seen more of the movies that they spoof in it. Yeah. Um, So I, 
I think you could appreciate it even if you haven't seen all those movies, but I think it makes it a little more funnier if you have. Um, but yeah, I definitely loved it both times I've seen it. I mean, you're right with uh, with Airplane. You know, I saw that at a very young age, but I had never seen virtually any of those disaster films that came out in the 70s. I hadn't seen Airport 70 and whatnot. There's a bunch of those airport movies. Uh, Poseidon Adventure, that, all the disaster stuff. Hadn't seen any of that, any of that yet. Airport or <laughs> Airplane was still hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, so you can see this is what, 81 for student bodies? Yeah, it's surprisingly early for the, yeah. a horror spoof. So yeah, it kind of jumps on the airplane bandwagon, you know, coming out a year later. This is also in the the throes of the slasher boom of the early 80s. There's a do we want to so, talk about the the little scroll? It's not even a scroll, but like the title screen that comes up before the movie. It says this motion picture is based on an actual incident. Last year, 26 horror films were released. None of them lost money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. And it would be like that for several more years. What's funny is a couple of months ago, I, I was watching old Siskel and Ebert episodes on YouTube. You do that a lot. <laughs> well, I, I haven't in a, in a while. It's But like when I was in the middle of that kind of binge I, I was watching stuff from like around the time this came out and they were so over the disaster movies like you mentioned airplane like they were so over all those disaster movies like it was they thought it was beaten to death and so like every time a new one came out they would just like take a huge dump on it because it was so right you know done to death but also at this time is when uh, there was a, a transition in the horror genre to be more bloody and gruesome, and they absolutely hated that. And so, like the movies that this uh, student bodies is spoofing, Siskel and Ebert really hated those movies. And they even did a full episode condemning them as movies that promoted violence against women. Mm. <laughs> so, I, it made me think of that, uh, just kind of seeing a, a time capsule of the uh, popular uh, opinion, I guess, among critics at the time. But it's funny that it was such a boom. And I think they they eventually came around on it, right? Because it was, you know, it, it became such a, a commonplace uh, thing in the, in the movie um, industry. Yeah. As you said that you hadn't heard of this before you saw it, and neither had I. You, I, th- I think you challenged me to watch it for the show i'm i can't remember i challenged you to watch it i may have reviewed it and then just off base off my review you wanted to see it i can't remember yeah but i i don't think we're doing the challenges yet at that point mm, yeah i got it from you watched it enjoyed it i think i was a little under the influence and i think that helps but um yeah there's a lot to like in here I also find find it surprising that it wasn't the only horror spoof that came out in 81. Because Saturday the 14th came out in 81 on October 30th, so the day before Halloween. And Student Bodies came out in August. So Student Bodies beat it to the theater. I'm not sure which one was made first, but 
it could have been an early example of you know those competing studios making similar movies dante's peak volcano armageddon deep impact that sort of thing have you seen saturday the 14th no i i watched it maybe a couple years ago i hate i hated it i thought Mm. it was terrible yeah i've never seen yeah i i just remember thinking it was not funny at all um I think it's more of a spoof of like classic horror than it is of like slashers. If yeah. I remember correctly. If you want to judge a book by its cover, just judging by the, the poster art, I was like, that that seems kind of low budget and not very good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, and it, it does feel really cheap uh, when you watch it. Um, student bodies, uh, this Blu-ray looks, the transfer is pretty great yeah very crisp and clean audio is pretty solid i forget it's all of releases yeah all the films and i will say that uh this does suffer a little bit from i guess i don't know how to describe it um too zuckery at some at certain points <laughs> like uh, i was re-watching uh hot shots and hot shots part de yeah uh like a month ago like i hadn't seen the first one in probably five ten years and it was just you know it's joke after joke and not even half of them land right you know right it's at at the most it's like a maybe a a generous snicker but there are some just golden jokes in there as well so it's kind you got to kind of wade through the the muck you know the the shitty jokes for sometimes five, 10 minute stretches. <laughs> and that feels like a half hour. Sometimes you're just like, Oh, Oh. And then you get a real great joke or great scene kind of pulls you back. I will say part does way better than one. Not so many lulls. Yeah. And a lot more hits than misses. It seems like. Did he do all the spoofs that came out? Like he, he was part of the, the first couple scary movies, right? Yeah, it's like Zucker and Abrams. And then uh, they, did they do all the other spoofs that came out in the 2000s? Like after the Wayans Brothers kind of got I, the... I believe so. I, I know they were still doing spoofs. I know, I'm not sure if they were doing like Meet the Spartans and shit like that, but... Um, Date movie, I, dance movie, superhero movie. I mean, I guess I could just look it up, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I talked about uh, one with Stu called Amer- An American Carol with Leslie Nielsen. It was just god-awful. And that was like 06. I don't remember that one. I don't even. That must have been a. Well, Stu, that was the only time bomb. I've uh, taken the disc out of the player and thrown it directly into the garbage after five minutes. Because <laughs> I bought it at a. It wasn't a blockbuster, but it was another video store that was going out of business. Big surprise. Business. Yeah. In the, late, in the late aughts. And I bought it for a <laughs> dollar and I threw it away. Yeah. Scary Movie 4 is in his Zucker's uh, filmography. Scary Movie 5. So yeah, they directed Scary Movie 3 and 4. Uncredited 5, David Zucker. Yeah, he directed Basketball, of course. It's probably his last decent film. Well, yeah. I mean, he collaborated, I believe, with the Wayans and the first two Scary Movies, but... I think it was really it was, a Wayans production. Yeah, it's a much more Wayans. I think I also discussed with Stu. Like, those movies are funny because of the Wayans, not because of Zucker. You could tell the difference. There's a big <laughs> drop off between two and three. But um, with student bodies, 
I found a lot of the jokes to be, or it's like, I felt like I appreciated them more than I laughed. Like, oh, that's clever. Yeah. But it wasn't like funny. Ha ha. But there were some of those definitely. Yeah. A lot of those I did like, but some of, you know, they, they do have almost too many jokes damn near, you know, but it's a spoof. So I guess kind of expect that, but maybe that's just because of Zucker, you know, but yeah, on the whole, uh, there's, there's lots to like in the student bodies, but I probably didn't find it as funny as you did. Yeah. I was, I was laughing throughout the whole, uh, the whole runtime. I, I, I do agree that there's, there's probably a few things where it's like, all right, let's get to the, the next good joke. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't find myself as disgusted or bored as I was during parts of Hot Shots 1. Right. Because the runtime is an hour and 26 minutes. So it's like, obviously, they need to pad a little bit uh, yeah. the runtime. But uh, I think there's a, there's a lot more hits than misses. Yeah. And soon bodies, for sure. All right. So let's go through the details. Did you notice who uh, produced the movie and the opening credits? I was not paying attention. It was our friend Alan Smithy. Alan Smithy. Is that not the uh, the name that filmmakers would use if they didn't want to put their name on the movie? Usually it's a director. In this case, it was the producer. Um, yeah, I guess I forgot about that. I think they stopped doing that around... I want to say it came up on a, a recent episode of ours, maybe one that Stu was on. It must have been because I don't remember talking about that for quite a while. I want to say it, they stopped doing that in like 2005 or something like that. Okay. There's a movie about it. I forget if it's an actual documentary or if it's a, another spoof. I think it's a, I think there's a spoof one, but there might also be a documentary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would definitely fit with with a lot of this film as it skewers Hollywood and, and horror films. Uh, directed by Mickey Rose and an uncredited uh, director credit goes to Michael Ritchie, starring Kristen Ritter. Not that one. Uh, Matthew Goldsby. Sorry, Kristen Ritter plays Toby and Matthew Goldsby is Hardy. Your name is Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jerry Belson was the breather, although voiced by uh, Richard Brando. No, as Richard Brando. He was credited as Richard Brando. Oh, okay. Well, because do I just have to scroll down farther to see that or what? No, you're, you, I don't know who the, but it says um, Jerry Belson, the breather, and then parentheses as Richard Brando. That doesn't so, show that here. Maybe it's the desktop version. So, I don't know. I'm looking at the full list. I can't. It's way too small. Yeah, you probably have to look at the full list. Okay, yeah. I clicked on it, and then it goes. As Richard Brando. Uh, Joe Flood is Mr. Dumpkin. Joe Talarowski is Principal Peters. Mr. Dumpkin, was he the shop teacher? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Horsehead bookends. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get that joke. I didn't, I didn't, I'll admit I didn't get that joke. Yeah, I'm not sure. Horsehead because of Godfather, but bookends, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get that. Mimi Waddell as Mrs. Mumsley. 
or Miss Mumsley. Carl Jacobs is Dr. Sigmund. Peggy Cooper plays Miss Van Dyke. What's in a name? <laughs> Janice E. O'Malley as Nurse Crude. Kevin Manis played Scott. Sarah Eckhart was Patty. Um, Brian Batitis as Wheels. Colin G. Chambers played Charles Ray. Blind student. Yep. Um, Charles Ray. <laughs> uh, Joan Browning Jacobs is Mrs. Humphrey, Mrs. Hummers. Angela Bressler is Julie. She was the first female to get it in the beginning. Yep. All right. Where's the stick at? Uh, the stick as Malvert the janitor. Mm-hmm. It's just credited as the stick. Yeah. Cause I, I looked it up cause I watching it again. I, I thought, God, I, I, I know him from somewhere and I don't because he's not in anything else <laughs> other than it was like one episode of some Nickelodeon show or something in the eighties out of control, which I 1984, he was on one episode. Yeah. never heard of it. So apparently I don't know him from anything. He just looks like a couple of people, I guess. But yeah. I hate that. I hate I, I get that all the time where I, I know that person from somewhere and I don't. I look him <laughs> up and I, I've never seen this person before in my life. Hmm. But uh yeah, I saw that he died in his uh late forties, I think about forty-eight in the late eighties. So yeah. just uh several years after this film, and uh, his body was donated to science, he was double jointed which is on full display throughout the film, <laughs> which provides the most creepiness, I think. <laughs> Makes me uneasy. <laughs> he had some uh, weird uh, things that he did in the movie. <laughs> or just him, well, just walking was enough. <laughs> With his arms swinging behind him. It was like his knees bent backwards. Yeah. Like his legs were facing the wrong way. And his arms would, they'd swing, they'd hinge one way and then they'd hinge the other. <laughs> You know, so they just so swing weird. back and forth behind his back. He seemed like he would—he was a likely suspect. He always wore those uh, rubber gloves and the rubber boots. The uh, why do I wear like these the rubber slicker boots or whatever you call? Give me away! <laughs> these rubber galoshes—they give me away. Why do I wear them? <laughs> uh, synopsis: A serial killer with his signature heavy breathing proceeds to. S- systematically kill the students and teachers of Lamab High School. Lamab? Yeah. L-E-M-A-B. I, I thought I saw that was how it's, it was spelled earlier, but I don't know if they pronounced it that way. I think they pronounced it as Lamar or yeah. something close. Could be a, a typo. No, because I saw in it in IMDb, the movie. You don't say. No, I, I they had a sign in the movie where I swear it was spelled that way. With a B. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess we better stop the podcast. <laughs> Go figure it out. I think there might be a there's a trivia about it. Yeah. Um, so when uh when the movie starts, like you said, there's that uh the title card talking about the 26 or 28 horror films. 20, yeah, 26. Came out the previous year and they all made money. That's one every other week. Mm-hmm. That it is. And they all made money. Every single <laughs> one of them. Except um, for uh, apparently uh, student bodies did not make money. <laughs> no. 
which has got to mean Saturday the 14th made less money. Uh, Saturday the 14th was just, yeah, I think it was pretty bad. So student bodies, uh, box office, worldwide gross, 5.165 million. And that is off of a, where's the budget? I don't think they list it right now, but that's got to be more than its budget. Yeah, well, I was kind of skimming the trivia, and uh, they made it during a, a writers' union strike, <laughs> so it's even cheaper. <laughs> so it's even cheaper. <laughs> Saturday the fourteenth. I don't even see a box office on IMDb. We didn't have uh, eighty-one. Would have been too early for straight to home video, too. Could have been a TV film. Oh, that too. That's true. MOW. I love to mow. What what would I be mowing? (laughs) All right. So uh, we open with the breather outside of the house. We're just going to kill Julie, correct? On what day was it? Was it uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th? Or was it Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday? (laughs) it's all three yes he also farts the breather also farts while he's standing outside because nothing says this is going to be a great comedy like a fart joke in the first two minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's how you know it's going to be good and the breathing definitely harkens back to black christmas Agnes, it's me, Billy. You can kind of hear him breathing outside the house when he's watching people sometimes. That too, yep. Um, also, um, reminiscent of what a stranger calls, mm-hmm. um, where he continues to call back. Um, although neither of those movies had ejaculate coming through the receiver. That was going to be my next question, <laughs> my note, because he's kind of slobbering too you know you can tell he's like drooling while he's trying to talk on the phone and then you see that stuff come out of the phone i'm like are they is that supposed to be jizz or spit because it looks like jizz it looked like jizz because you can also um infer that he's masturbating too yeah it was it was kind of uh implied that he was jacking off on the phone you know i just rewatched eyes of a stranger the other day and i that movie also has a uh, a uh, villain, for lack of a better term, who also does perverted crank calls to his victims. And it was such a trope back then. I was just wondering, like, why were there so many crank calls made by perverts around that time? It's like the I guess it's the equivalent of sliding into the DMs with a dick pic. Uh, today it was the golden era of prank calls no caller id no tracing Mm -hmm. back the best time to be alive if you ask me i mean we've seen black christmas it takes 20 minutes to trace the call (laughs) (laughs) gotta have somebody (laughs) running running down the line line. (laughs) it's coming from in the house (laughs) did they ever show the kid that she was babysitting I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't know. I thought it was funny too that at one point she goes in the refrigerator 
and like there's just like Coors beer and Kentucky fried chicken and Dr. Pepper, um, Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, just all these product placements and the entire, uh, you know, just in, in camera shot. And like throughout the movie, people are either drinking Dr. Pepper, uh, drinking Coors, or wearing a t shirt with their logo on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Cause they, they kind of linger on it. So you, you pay attention to it in this scene, but then like it's just there in all the other scenes. I appreciated when uh, the principal gets naked and he has the I love New York tattooed on <laughs> his chest instead of the shirt. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's little things like that where like they don't mention it, but like it's there. Like, mm-hmm. like they don't act like it's uh, weird or unusual. Uh, those things are, are pretty funny. So yeah, Julie uh, invites. So the breather is in or around the house, right? And Julie invites her her boyfriend Charlie uh, over, and uh, while she's in the fridge, he sneaks up on her. Um, and so they want to go have sex upstairs, but he's got to go take a shower first. Mm-hmm. And uh, while he's in the shower, the the breather he opens up a roll top desk. And there's just uh, a bunch of weapons laid out on it. He picks the perfect weapon, a paperclip. Do you think a paperclip is a good weapon? <laughs> it reminded me of a, a scene in the, the much heralded film, Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. Have you ever seen it? I want to say yes, but I... I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure it was made for TV or or straight to or straight to home video. I'm not sure. I know of it, but there's like three other ones with very similar names, and I've seen at least a couple of them, but I can't remember if I've seen all of them. Yeah, it's a terrible spoof of horror films that kind of piggybacked of the success of Scary Movie because it I think it came out in 2000. So like one year after scary movie. <laughs> yeah, because uh, 2001. It's obviously making fun of Scream and uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. And those types of movies. There's a, a scene in there. Uh, well, I, I feel like I've seen that same scene in other spoofs like scary movie or something where there's an array of weapons and they always pick the, the worst one. Yeah. But uh, in in the shriek, if you know, I did last Friday the thirteenth. Uh, one of the protagonists is squaring off with the, the ghost face uh, killer, and I think they're in a. I think they're doing the scream two uh, parody where they're in the sound booth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, it was one of those where, like, in case of this, you know, break glass, and. Uh, there was like weapons in the glass in case of knife or no, the, I think that the killer broke the glass and there was a bottle in there mm-hmm. and he broke the bottle on the desk and the protagonist <laughs> looks over and sees a uh, case of bottle break glass and there's a gun in there and it takes the gun out and he breaks it on the desk. <laughs> 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 the 
<laughs> to use it just like a broken bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like I say, it is a terrible movie, but there are there are some winners in there. There's some good jokes and um probably the best Tom Arnold has ever been. Outside of Soul Plane. I'll give him that. But um who, who was that? Tom Arnold. Oh. <laughs> well Tom well, Arnold, he was uh he did quite a few kids' movies in the '90s that I think he was acceptable in. Yeah, well, I've I still have never seen that big bully movie. So, yeah, I need a. I, I can't remember if I've seen. I think I've seen that one. Um, I think he was in Carpool, which I almost positive I saw in the theater. Yeah, I think the Stupids is what really derailed his career <laughs> and that of John Landis. Yeah, the stupids used to be on Comedy Central from time to time, and I'm like, I don't even think I could watch this. <laughs> that movie bombed, and <laughs> they're like, you know what? Both of you are just done. It's 96. Think of something else to do. I do believe uh, last time I looked, Big Bully was on Prime Video. Mm. And I think Carpool might also be on there. I want to watch those again at some point. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably buy Carpool on Blu-ray if it was available. Hmm. Having not seen it since the theater. <laughs> she has Zolly. He'll know. I think David Pamer's in it. Oh, so, yeah. you know, so you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> then he did that uh, that Mel Gibson movie. Was it Payback? Mm-hmm. Where he's like the mob boss or whatever. Pamer is? I haven't seen Payback in forever. Yeah. He's he's something like he's something like serious in that movie. Uh, like you're all I can think when I see you is Noel Holds Bard and you being the kiss ass to uh Brell at the uh network. <laughs> so yeah, uh the killer bludgeons her with the paper clip to death. And then uh you kind of see the killer always behind this trash bag. Well, they do the bit where the killer's got to walk up the stairs and like he keeps stepping in gum and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like, I'm going to die by the time I get it. Like, it just keeps going up and up and up. Like, mm-hmm. it takes him like 20 minutes to get up the stairs. It happens at the school, too, or at the football game where his shoes are getting stuck in gum constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when they reveal the body of Julie, she's got like a, a bunch of paper clips in her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, you know, when he actually kills her, uh, Charlie comes out of the shower all ready for sex and he can't figure out why Julie's not responding to him. And, uh, he gets bagged by, by the breather, not responding to my maleness. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's got some good lines. I like, I like this, uh, mm-hmm. like he, he's just such a doofus. But uh, it's hilarious. So, yeah, like I said, that the trash bag kind of comes up behind him and I don't know, the, the trash bag kills him, basically, is what it looks like. And that's the recurring theme throughout the movie. The uh, the girl gets killed in various ways, but the boy always gets bagged. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the reveal at the end, I don't know if we want to spoil it now but thinking about it now this scene doesn't make sense really um i guess it could well somebody's got to be on the phone while the breather's outside the house right 
Because they reveal there's two killers. Mm-hmm. And the first killer doesn't know that the second killer is cleaning up the uh, the boys that he doesn't kill. So I guess, you know, he could have killed Julie and then left. And then the other one came in after. But it was pretty back to back, the two killings. So I don't know. And then again, it's a spoof movie, so it's yeah. Don't put too much thought into the continuity. I mean, there's multiple paper clips in her face, but he only grabbed one. Continuity is all over the place. <laughs> Never mind that it's a, it's all a dream, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> until it's not. <laughs> and and so like, why do we even see the scene? Because the person whose dream it is isn't in the scene. Although that was also kind of a, a trope. Um, for like the early 80s i can think of a couple that were either a dream or it was fake like you ever seen april fool's day yeah so it's kind of like it's spoilers but (laughs) i mean it's fake until it's not similar to this film is a it's a dream until it's not right at the end and this was before nightmare on elm street Mm -hmm. head of the curve yes then again, they they spoofed the Wizard of Oz pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this brings us to our first clip when the parents come home from their date or whatever they're doing. Yeah, I don't know if they went to the opera or whatever, but this made me laugh so hard. What a waste of money. $10 for a movie, $5 for popcorn. Don't forget $15 for parking and a babysitter. And if I see one more horror film, I'll throw up. What makes them think the American public wants to watch such stupid trash? You're right, dear. Now hurry up or we'll miss the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, she left the door open. Julie, we're home. Where is that girl? I hope she wasn't murdered in our bed. Ah! 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 Hey, what's wrong? What's Look wrong? Your thing. finger? You hurt your she finger. Didn't Yeah, that uh, those bell noises <laughs> signify there's been another addition to the death count. Is that so, the yeah, whole clip? I, yeah. Oh, I thought there was more to it. You just... Well, there was a bunch of space in there that I got rid of because okay. it was just dead air <laughs> walking around the house. <laughs> it was okay. So it was the 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 father finds the chicken wing on the uh, the chicken drummy on the on the ground. Broken so chicken, broken. <laughs> he fixes it with a rubber band and puts it back in the fridge. As what the wife says, Oh, the stairs. I that was the line that got me into the movie. Because, like, in the first five minutes, I'm like, Okay, yeah, it's I see where it's going, but the 
I hope she's <laughs> upstairs murdered in her bed. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and, and as you heard, she was freaking out about the dishes, about the TV, about the stairs. But she finds the body and it's like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. And then the Freak- guy freaks out. Yeah. The, the husband freaks out. At 75 cents an hour. <laughs> I was just busted out every time she said that. At 75 cents an hour. <laughs> Like it's such a such a steep price to pay for babysitting that it's unacceptable that she hasn't done any of these chores. <laughs> and she is sick of horror movies. Yes, just like Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> they were ahead of the curve. All right. Um, sort of get to next. The next the next scene is the funeral for Julie and Charlie, which is at the school. Which is on the same day as like everything, the big football game, the prom dance. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. He lists the, the principal lists out like 15 different things that are going on on that one day, uh, and the, including the funeral. Like, Could we have them on different days? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a part in that. I forget. Uh, uh, but it's the wife from the beginning. She's talking to somebody after the funeral and she's still complaining about Julie. But she keeps telling, uh, she's, oh no, she was talking to Julie's parents and they were talking about like what she did and how much they owed to Julie. And she's like, you know, at 50 cents an hour, you know, she, she undercuts the pay. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was, it was 75 cents. We established mm-hmm. that. And then she's like, it was either 50 or 60 cents, but she's like telling julie's parents like yeah she was working for 60 cents an hour and you know she left <laughs> dishes in the sink and the tv was on. <laughs> she's still bitching about it <laughs> um the scene in the shop class next with the horse head bookends well somebody gets killed at the uh the funeral with the horse head bookend I did like at the funeral, they had the cheerleaders going, give me a boo, give me a who, give me a boo, who. <laughs> and then uh, Malvert, he goes, sex kills. You know, he's like pointing at the grave with his fucking arm and shit. And I think they have a little thing that comes up as like suspect and then it like points at him. Mm-hmm. Like a little, <laughs> little graphic on the screen. The movie is sure to point out all the suspects to you. There's a red herring in every scene. Yeah. Where somebody's wearing the the gloves or the boots or seems to have a like a vendetta against one of the victims or whatever. Or they have the uh, murder weapon. Mm-hmm. So Bertha and Joe go to have sex in the car and they get Bertha gets killed with a horse head bookend. Yeah. And then he gets wrapped up in a plastic bag. <laughs> yes. And then we have like a throwaway scene where uh, a blind man being driven around by his seeing eye dog gets in a fight with a man in a wheelchair over handicap parking. And I forget somebody else like swoops in and takes it while they're fighting. Was that the, uh, the, the blind dude? Hmm? Doesn't the blind dude take the uh, guy in the wheelchair? Yeah, but I, I was thinking there was a third guy that came in and took the parking spot while they were fighting. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Somebody who didn't have an obvious uh, impairment. 
<laughs> it was like Kirby enthusiasm when the guy had a stutter and Larry called him out for parking in the handicap zone. <laughs> hey, fuck you. I have a stutter. <laughs> What's with the walking? What's with the walking? <laughs> and uh, there's a short scene of uh, Mr. Peters, the principal, talking to uh, is it Mumsley, Miss Mumsley? His assistant or uh, secretary or whatever. He goes, uh, no police, no publicity, no pasta. I mean, no pressure. The, the three Ps. <laughs> so they want to keep it quiet. Like there's all these kids keep dying, but they don't want to cancel any of their events on this momentous mm-hmm. day. <laughs> so they want to keep the cops out. And then there's a, a Porky's. Was Porky's out yet? Because they do a scene of the breather in the locker room. Um, it's a good question. He jerks himself off so hard that he falls asleep for a while. Porky's is 81. Let's see. He was released March 19th. So they probably would have made this with Porky's in mind. Yeah, they, they might have squeezed that in there. I still haven't seen Porky's. That's one of those ones that I got to watch. I've seen it a couple times. I remember the first time, I think, being disappointed. And the second time, uh, kind of reversing that, thinking, oh, this is pretty good. But that was still at least 10 years ago. So <laughs> obviously, I was not I was not raised in the bulk household. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> He's probably disappointed to hear that. What? <laughs> What? You haven't seen that? Yeah. I think it's come up from uh, a couple of times. Yep. Sure. Uh, he's probably seen that movie 50 times. Yep. It's a family tradition. Yeah. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. <laughs> he didn't carry it on with his kids, though. I don't know why. It's like we used to watch Problem Child and Indiana <laughs> Jones on Christmas, but he, his family's throwing porkies on there. <laughs> well, I'm sure your mom didn't appreciate Problem Child. I mean, it was it was just on TV. It was uh, she was too busy doing all the 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 work to to make the meal and stuff, and <laughs> you know they had it on in the the other room for the cousins to watch. Mm. Nice. <laughs> My dad's watching with us, laughing at everything, <laughs> <laughs> laughing at all the slapstick. <laughs> what does this guy think? I'm retarded. <laughs> Or no, he, he calls him. What is this guy retarded? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, horsehead bookends—they're a big deal. Shop class has been <laughs> the shop teacher's been training the shop class for about a semester. It feels like to make these horsehead bookends. That's where we are introduced to the African foreign exchange student who just got there because he rode a bus. You know, it's like the <laughs> what does the shop teacher say? It's like the first day in June or something. Yeah, it's like the end of the it's the end of the school year. What took so long? It's like May or something. You know, because it's prom season. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's also football season though. For some reason, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again, everything's taking place on one night. And he says, uh, "You know what took you what took you so long?" <laughs> and at first, he, he says, says "I was get, get that tambourine <laughs> off your head." <laughs> i appreciated that line i was bust in from my neighborhood oh where's that I, and i forget he says uh 
what it is, but it he was said something like Mazawi or something. Yeah, it was it was someplace in Africa, and the, so the joke was like it was like Kamala Harris, you know, she had to be bussed in from out of town to to go to the white school. Um, but the joke was like they had to bring him in from Africa because there were like no black kids with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, within the like anywhere close. <laughs> See, Biden, he's against busing. <laughs> I know, right? Still is. He was afraid of what's depicted in this film. Kids that are going to school in a racial jungle. Yeah, he said something pretty <laughs> racist about it, too. Those were the exact words, the racial jungle. <laughs> then he started complaining about super predators. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh well, that's what uh, Kamala used to skewer him during the debates was over his his busing comments, how <laughs> racist he was. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, said many uh, things that sound pretty racist. Like he like he said that to go into Seven Eleven you have to have an Indian accent <laughs> and a dark tan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Kamala, she took the high road. She let bygones be bygones so that she could, you know, get the White House. Yeah, I don't I don't know if she's <laughs> uh, too keen on being uh, president after this past couple of years, but I don't know. She may have misslept her way to the top. I don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> Alleged- allegedly. <laughs> I need to get that clip from McGruber. Yeah, allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes. <laughs> Allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes. <laughs> That's like, uh, what is it, uh, Anchorman, where he's like, I said with all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't just let you say anything. Was that, that Anchorman? No, or that's Talladega uh, Nights. <laughs> like, that doesn't just give you permission to say whatever you want. <laughs> Sure as heck does. <laughs> I win all the races, I get all the money. <laughs> oh, all right. So what's the next kill? Uh the parade. Okay. Is this? I just wanted to make sure we didn't forget it. I thought the, you know, you like a lot of the lines Melvert has, but when all the the teachers are talking in the principal's office and he walks in. And just starts pissing in the trash can. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was going to mention that earlier, but I didn't want to jump ahead of things. But yes, that is one of the funniest scenes. In the movie. <laughs> and then he starts missing. I think at one point he pees on Mr. Peter. Well, because uh, the principal says, he all done, Melvert? And he turns around and says, no. <laughs> now, now we am. <laughs> this used to be a bathroom because uh, <laughs> yeah. he's just, just like whistling to himself kind of just do to do to do like nobody's there like he's just like oblivious and the teachers are still trying to carry on their meeting <laughs> like one questions it but they explain to him yeah explain to the teacher that it you know used to be a bathroom and Velvet can't change now, you know. Well, he used to be a teacher, and then uh, oh, I forget what they—I forget what they said that he uh, had an accent or something, and so that's why he's the janitor. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
obviously at the end he's the smartest teacher mm-hmm. um i liked in the parade scene like they're the principal's giving a speech again and it's kind of in the background but he goes uh, he said something like hasn't there been enough senseless killing how about we have a killing that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> and we uh but we get another uh another couple trying to hook up we got uh i didn't catch their name they were the the black couple uh start to hook up in the uh the float mm-hmm. and the breather comes in with an eggplant to kill the girl and then of course the boy gets bagged per mm-hmm. usual that's uh we're up to six dead i think it's to it's all about subtext telling men <laughs> they got to wrap up wrap some plastic around themselves <laughs> sex is bad sex kills um and then there we we just get a totally random cut in of the quote the alleged executive producer of the picture yeah (laughs) here it is ladies and gentlemen in order to achieve an r rating today a motion picture must contain full frontal nudity graphic violence or an explicit reference to the sex act since this film has none of those And since research has proven that R-rated films are by far the most popular with the movie-going public, the producers of this motion picture have asked me to take this opportunity to say, fuck you. Obviously, this is before PG-13. Mm-hmm. A few years before it. Yeah. So So meta, this movie. (laughs) Just throws a fuck you in there (laughs) to get an R-rating. Although you think the the gist think coming we, out of the phone in the beginning, you think that would be enough. Maybe it's because it wasn't uh, not overtly obvious, obvious that yeah. it was jizz. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and it was a different time. It was 1981, obviously. There was more leeway in the PG rating. I guess I'm not sure why they just didn't have boobs in it. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, Airplane I mean, had boobs in it, and that was PG. Yeah, but that was that's just a flash, you know. Yes. A jump, she jumps across the screen. Although that's couldn't... all you see for a split second, <laughs> it's very front and center. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, apparently it was legit that I got an R rating specifically because he said "fuck you" in that scene. Well, it's funny because uh, right after that, it cuts. You get the blue screen with the. <laughs> With the R rating and the MPAA. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like it just got an R rating after that scene. Like that, we gotta change it now. Um, I think the next scene is it's the, the one you were talking game, about. Right? I, I think it was the one you were talking about with all the all the teachers and stuff in the principal's office with Toby. Okay. Because they think Toby is the killer. And they do, Toby does the uh, I would never hurt anybody i wouldn't even hurt a fly Mm -hmm. and then a fly lands in her face and she smacks it immediately (laughs) (laughs) and then after she leaves the the breather calls yeah yeah and they they say there before she goes to the police she's gonna go to a psychiatrist but yes the breather calls before which doesn't this doesn't make any sense either if you think about the reveal at the end yeah it doesn't make sense at all. 
Although but, I forget, uh, did uh, the principal leave the room for a minute? I don't think so. I think he was over by Malvert in the corner. And I then, thought he uh, might have left. Mrs. Minute, Mumsley but... uh, picks up the phone. Yeah. your honesty. What makes your voice sound so funny? I'm disguising it, Smog. How? By talking through a rubber chicken. I thought it sounded like you were speaking through a rubber chicken. Listen, I'm going to kill next at the football game. Click. Did you hang up? No, I just said click. <laughs> well, who was that? The killer. Chicken lips. And if that was the killer, then Malbert can't be killed. You can go, Malbert. Damn, Malbert never get picked. Sorry, I think that was the principal talking there. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Melvert never get paid. <laughs> They're trying to accuse him of murder. <laughs> it um, also absolves Melvert, you know. I think they do the bit with the did you hang up or did you just say click? They mm-hmm. do that later in the movie, but they reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so dumb. Such a dumb joke. But it's 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 funny. Mm-hmm. At the football game, the high school is playing a bunch of kids, or the so well, wait who the, well, the kids the, the high school. Yeah, before we get to the football game, though, we get uh, Toby gets sent to Doctor Sigmund's office okay. for her uh, evaluation, which Doctor Sigmund might be more crazy than any of them. <laughs> Here's our next clip. I'm sorry. I, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. That's okay. It's all right to cry. Perhaps this will help. I'm sorry I'm out of Kleenex. Thank you, Dr. Sigmund. Don't be so formal. Call me Pisher. Toby, I'm going to ask you a difficult question. Are you up for it? I, I think so, Dr. Sigmund. Please. Don't be so formal. Call me Daddy. Daddy? Wouldn't that be unusual? Not really, Toby. You see, someday I hope to be famous. Father image to the disturbed. All I need is one sensational face. Multiple personality, perhaps. Proof that reincarnation does exist, perhaps. The devil as a patient. Perhaps, 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 perhaps. Somebody's been using my office. Tell me, Toby, how do you feel about sex? What? Did I pronounce it right? Well, you mean between a man and a woman? Yes, or the species of your choice. Well, well, I think that, that sex can be a beautiful thing. If, if two people are in love and, and are married and, and can share and, and care for one another. Uh, two souls blending into one. 
Two hot bodies pressed against each other's flesh. Stop. But at the same time, it can be so ugly and, and dirty and disgusting. Yeah, my father. Your father's name is Yuck? Tell me about your father. Did you like Yuck? Oh, no, I hated him. When I was a child, he used to beat me and, and lock me in my room with him in it. Don't call me daddy anymore. He, he told me that sex was bad and, and dirty and... And your mother? What did she tell you? She also told me that sex was bad and dirty, uh, but only with my father. With everyone out, she said it was great. <laughs> it's not just fine, it's great. <laughs> about midway through there he just abruptly ejects from his seat basically he just rams his chair like backwards into the wall for no apparent reason but it's what? funny as hell to me i don't know why it's just so random well he's also rearranging everything in his office on the desk like everything he's putting everything askew mm-hmm. and then as soon as he's done He's like, somebody was using my office. <laughs> 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 he starts putting it. And you hear, like, he picks up the phone and puts it backward on the the cradle. And yeah. every time he picks and then he picks it up and puts it back how it should be. And uh, you hear the breather on the phone <laughs> every time he picks mm-hmm. it up. Uh, one thing we kind of glo- we didn't talk about during the locker room scene is uh, Toby is so anti-sex. That she wears a a button on her lapel that says no. And then she has like a shirt on underneath that says, like, I still, or I, I said no. And then like on her bra, she's like, uh, got another one that says, uh, like, it keeps escalating. Like, no, I said no. No means no or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's very anti-sex. She's very sexually repressed, which we find out leads to swine flu. It's the cause of it. <laughs> Later, yes. As we found out, her mother says uh, sex is bad and dirty with your father, but with everybody else, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, so then we yeah, get to get to the get, football game. That's yep. We're at the football game next. Uh, just seeing the the bleachers, which is. Uh, where those that couple goes underneath the bleachers to try and have sex, just yeah. reminded me of growing up and going underneath the bleachers, like in the high school, like just going to find like money and stuff that is falling <laughs> down, you know. As a kid, just litter everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're down there, they keep on they're getting hit in the head and uh, with garbage and all this shit that's falling constantly. Popcorn, drinks, empty cups. <laughs> Perfect place to make love. Malvert's there with his uh, his girlfriend, who's a blow up sex doll. <laughs> who I I forget what happens. He like tries to. There's like a concession guy, like a beer guy, not a beer, but uh, somebody selling like popcorn or cracker jacks or something. I think he tries to to buy some, and he lets go of his girl, and she just floats straight up into the air, and he calls her a whore or a slut or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Did you remember that? Mm-hmm. It's just like so weird. Like, and it looks really fake too. Like they they put it on a string and just like it's almost like stop motion 
to get mm. her up there. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it looks really unnatural. I was trying to figure out the football game because it's between a bunch of kids and maybe even college aged players. Grown men. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't um, tell which side was which. Yeah. I, I, I was on the scoreboard and I'm like, because it does show the kids score at least once when they, <laughs> one kid kind of tricks them like he's acting like, oh, yeah, you got us. And, or, and then he quick runs past him for a yeah. touchdown. I want to say the boys were uh, the home team. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if they're making the joke that. You know their their school sucks at football. And they're just getting stomped by this group of manly men, or if <laughs> their group of manly men was playing a bunch of little boys for, it was probably homecoming. Even though you know can't be the same day as prom and all that, <laughs> but it's probably the homecoming game. Yeah, well, it's it's probably spoofing all the. Uh, I mean, there there must have been a bunch of other the underdog type movies that came out that they're probably spoofing with that. Well, there was a lot I of, I can't think of any at the, at the moment, but there was a lot of football movies in the, in the eighties, like uh wildcats. And was it just one of the guys that was a football movie? Wasn't it? I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Tom Cruise and all the right moves. I hear if you pause it just right, you can see his penis. <laughs> Hashtag dick talk. <laughs> yeah. Never thought I'd say this. Fuck that. Let me see your penis, dog. <laughs> it's been a while. Do we bring up dick talk when I talked about American Gigolo and Richard Gere's hog? I don't recall. I don't think so. Didn't I bring up American Gigolo on a recently seen a month or two ago? I think you, well, I don't know if you did or not. Shit, I, I think I... I think you mentioned that you watched it, but I, I don't recall hearing about Richard uh, Gears Hogg. He was the first leading man to do full frontal nudity in a major motion picture. That's weird because that movie was all over VH1's countdowns and clip shows back in the early 2000s. And I don't remember them mentioning, mentioning that at all. Hmm. I feel like that would have been a big deal. You would think. And then later, Richard Gere allegedly put a gerbil in his ass. And it never came out. Allegedly. I should say that for legal purposes. Ben? Ben the, ben the yeah. rat. Yeah, I was looking at the at recently seen from October. And I must not have mentioned it because I was talking about the river murders. <laughs> and uh, happy birthday to me. And I didn't talk about it in the most recent one. So, all right, I guess next time... We'd recently seen, I'll, review, I'll uh, talk about American Gigolo and Richard Gere's meaty cock. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got to get some mileage out of that dick talk uh, sounder we have. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple movies I thought about challenging you to watch recently that we could do some dick talk with. <laughs> Good. I'm sure the, the audience is on pins and needles. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh <laughs> all this all this dick talk has got me flustered i don't know where we are <laughs> i think we're still at the football game well i made the the tom cruise reference because you know that's from scream right 
I don't remember. I rewatched all those movies the at the beginning of this year. I don't remember hardly anything from them. Well, towards the beginning of Scream, when Sydney's just hanging out, she's taking a nap before she's going to go out at night. She gets a phone call from her friend and oh, from uh, Mina, so, uh, not Mina, um, Mira. No, not <laughs> brain fart. Uh, Marilyn Manson's ex. Oh, um, Harvey Weinstein's ex. <laughs> Rose allegedly. McGowan. Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan, thank you. Rose McGowan calls. She did not play herself, and she said, <laughs> "Ashley Judd did." <laughs> Played herself. I mean, she didn't play oh. Rose. <laughs> uh, but Rose McGowan calls, and uh, she suggests uh, watching a movie. She wants to rent all the right moves with Tom Cruise because she heard that if you pause it just right, you can see his penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that line came from i see all right football game uh no penises and student bodies <laughs> no sadly sadly no unless you count the stick i would have loved to, to have seen a double jointed penis <laughs> god <laughs> i think that's what the uh dinosaurs had <laughs> call back to positively wolfy podcast <laughs> Well, Malvert probably could have fucked his own ass then, I would assume. They had, uh, they had bendy penises, the dinosaurs. <laughs> God, we talked about talk about dick talk. I would say 20% of the stories we talked about on Positively Wolfy <laughs> would qualify. Because there are a lot of penises in the news, like way more than you would expect. There you go. I saw at least a, a three or four penis stories this week. Within the last week, that it would have been good I think, for. I think the algorithm has you figured out, Brett. <laughs> it's giving you what you want now. <laughs> I don't, except I don't want it. <laughs> I haven't done that podcast uh, in a year and a half. <laughs> can... What does that have to do with what you search in your in your Google and in your spare time? I just followed the New York Post is the thing, and uh... as Jason said, what are your Yahoo alert? Setting set, Edward. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I I just follow the New York Post, and they they have a high percentage of dick related uh, or penis related stories. <laughs> just quickly, by the way, there's been a corroboration. The Hunter Biden laptop story was very real. <laughs> um, it's breaking news uh, within the last month or so. But yes, it was in fact uh, a real story, and uh, we can corroborate that now with uh, outlets like CBS. Well, we can add that to the TikTok discussion. (laughs) You and I have both reviewed the photos. Well, that and the videos. That that whole deal wasn't about whether the story was real. It was about putting naked pictures of Hunter Hunter Biden on Twitter. That was that was the only thing that was the problem with that. (laughs) Only thing that was problem. There was nothing else found in the laptops, just not, naked pictures of them. We're not gaslighting you. <laughs> Nobody cared about the story behind it. They just wanted to see the pictures on Twitter, and we couldn't have that. <laughs> did you uh, did you see that the uh, the former uh, guy in charge of safety and whatever yeah. at Twitter is like a like a really prominent pedophile? Well, I don't know. I I saw that that person was stealing luggage <laughs> at the <laughs> Minneapolis airport. And then the later on the Idaho airport, 
Did you yes. see that? That person has a problem. <laughs> Are you talking about the same person or what? No, that was different. Uh, I, I wasn't talking about that person. I was talking okay. about the, the guy who was uh, in charge of deciding who got to stay on Twitter and who didn't. Oh, yeah. I, I caught something uh, more recently today. I saw like some sort of a joke referencing that. I was like, wait a second. I think I might have missed something probably last night. I think Zolly was tweeting about him one day. Um, No, that's James Gunn. (laughs) Another tweet from today. Did they catch known pedophile James Gunn? He tweets that like four times a day. That's uh, (laughs) he might have it on a, on a schedule at this point. Um, no, oh, but like man. the guy, the guy who's like head of, uh, I forget what the title the guy's was. name like, is, like UL or something. UL Roth. Yeah. That was his name. But they're like, they're digging all these tweets up that he's just like, they dudes, you're fucking gross. Like, well, they're like old James Gunn tweets, right? They're very similar. Yeah, but not in a joking way. Okay. Like in a serious way. Like, uh, Asking for a me type of way. <laughs> asking for me. <laughs> like I, I saw a string of them and it was like the one that went around was like he says, Is it ever possible for a high school student to truly consent to having sex with their teacher? And uh oh yeah, I did see that one, I think. Like like he's uh like he was a teacher. Or he was a grad assistant or something like that. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, I, I guess he he's like uh, obsessed with porn. Yeah, he did uh, some uh, studies about porn in his uh, college days. He tweeted about that a lot. And um, but yeah, he has a lot of stuff that like looks really bad, and uh, people are like. I wonder if he uh, didn't try to get rid of all the child porn on Twitter. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, all right. Let's get back to student bodies. <laughs> student bodies at the football game. We talked about the, the woodshop teacher and uh, it might be Mrs. Mumsley. I'm not sure, but they have a debate on whether <laughs> whether a trash bag could kill a boy. And so they tested out on the African student who was busted, mm-hmm. and uh, he dies. So they put him in the trash can. <laughs> but uh, underneath the uh, bleachers, Joan and her boyfriend are going to go hook up, and uh, Joan gets clapped with some chalkboard erasers, and uh, her boyfriend gets bagged. Meanwhile, Toby ends up under there, and she gets knocked out. And it's they make it clear that she's not dead. It's very important. They, they put a, a graphic up. Very important. She's not dead. She's just knocked out. <laughs> so they're going to take all the bodies to the morgue, but they had a, I think they brought them into the principal's office because they needed the uh, to be signed out of school. So the nurse had to sign out all the dead bodies and Toby snuck onto one of the, the gurneys. And uh, another great fart yeah. joke is all the bodies just start farting. <laughs> One of them might have been Toby. The, like that South Park fart. episode. <laughs> I did like uh, after uh, they all start farting, Toby uh, 
kind of peeks out and she goes, where am I, Cleveland? (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Cleveland. Smell like farts. (laughs) Mistake by the Malake. I liked when there was an actual dumpster fire outside the Browns, the Cleveland Browns football stadium. And they're like, this is just like the perfect metaphor. Uh, and we get another phone call with the killer. Uh, he's gonna go uh, strike at prom next, and this is where we get the reverse. Did you hang up or did you just say click? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you might have a clip here next. Uh, as we get to prom, the they take a little break from the movie for the breather to run down all the suspects. Mm-hmm. We have temporarily lost our picture. Please stand by. Just kidding. <laughs> Hello, it's me, the breather. You're probably wondering who I am. <laughs> who could I be? <laughs> could I be the innocent looking Toby? Would you trust the girl who looks like Prince Valiant in a plum sweater? Maybe I'm Dr. Sigmund. A man who was once arrested for corrupting the morals of a hooker. Then there's Malvert, with the IQ of a handball and the personality of a parking meter. Violated. Could I be the principal, Mr. Peters? A man who keeps cheese in his underwear to attract mice? Let's not forget Miss LeClaire, English teacher by day and English teacher by night. Ah, Miss Mumsley. She eats 12 prunes a day and nothing happens. Nurse Crud and Miss Van Dyke. What's in the name? Everything. Then there's Dumpkin, a man who sleeps with his nuts between horsehead bookends. I think uh, pound for pound, word for word, it's probably the best line in here. The, the IQ of a handball. <laughs> probably the, probably the my pers- favorite line. And the personality of a parking meter <laughs> violated. Miss <laughs> Van Dyke, who, uh, what's in a name? Miss Van Dyke and Miss Crud, what's in a name? She had, the, she had the haircuts to go with it as well. <laughs> the stereotypical haircut. I like how they did the rim shot after everyone. It's just like a roast. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peters, boom roasted. Mr. Peters, who has cheese in his underwear to attract rats. <laughs> what's that? Uh, what's that from again? Uh, boom roasted. Oh, oh the office. That's that's the office. Oh, yeah. Which, if you're keeping score, the office could not be made today. <laughs> Thanks, Mindy Kaling. I suppose <laughs> her liter- second it's show literally is literally on like. It's on like eight hours a day on Comedy Central every day. Yeah. Not to and mention Peacock. Peacock. That was like the, the main selling point of getting Peacock. It's like, hey, we got the office now. Yeah, characters we'll are going to be canceled. Like, what the for, fuck are you talking about? We'll give you season one and two for free, but you got to pay for the rest of them. Yeah, I don't know what she was talking about. What's, characters are going to get canceled. Although I, Archie I, Bunker I did, hasn't been canceled yet. Although they don't show all in the family on TV nearly as much as they should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, I I saw not that long ago. I saw the episode where of The Office where Michael accidentally outs Oscar as gay, mm-hmm. and um, in the episode he calls him faggy for not liking Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he he says uh you know you don't make fun of people for being gay it's like you don't call a retarded person retarded you call your friends retarded you know when they're acting retarded <laughs> but they muted faggy and retarded and so mm. the joke doesn't land yeah like they left they left it in there but they muted like the the operative words that made it funny mm. And it's like, why? Like, you just don't show the episode if you hate it that much. Like, and this is on Comedy Central where it's like, they'll let you say pretty much anything else, even during the day. Yeah. They did it on a Always Sunny episode too, where like they didn't mute the word fuck, but they did uh, like uh, retarded or uh, some other gay, some, some gay slur or something. And it's like, either it's uncensored or it's not. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It's like they're ashamed of it. Yeah, Always Sunny's really gone downhill fast over the last season or two. I feel like they're not doing it frequently enough to to notice, but like, like I watch it, but it's not like an event. It's yeah. not like, a like oh, I got to catch it live. Like, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how it used to be later. for me. It used to be appointment television. Yeah. The last couple seasons have just mostly terrible oh well that finale they did with mac doing the interpretive dance like I that's where that's that. where they jumped the shark because that, that i i really liked that episode and i even liked the dance and then at the very end frank says oh i get it yeah he uh, that's i don't know if they forgot what the point of the show was because <laughs> the whole point of the show is that he doesn't get it right and it would have been even funnier if you know, because he does this great interpretive dance, you know, and <laughs> if Frank was just like, I don't get it. Just totally dismissing it. Like, the, yeah, is it's an incredible dance scene, like a five, 10 minute scene, special effects, like practical effects and dance moves. And you know, Frank just dismissed it totally. Just, eh, I don't get it. <laughs> Would have been hilarious. And then it was like, no, I get it. Like, it's a, an empowering moment for the character in the show. But then it doesn't carry over the next season. He hasn't no, really they just learned that it. much. They just kind of ignored in the next season. Yeah, so it didn't make any fucking sense. But anywho, let's watch this movie, not descending <laughs> TV show. Couldn't make that today. <laughs> Should make that podcast. Couldn't make that today. Never run out of You just talk about Blazing Zaddles all, all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although they did like a I've mentioned several times they did remake Blazing Saddles. It's called Pause of Fury. That's right. The Legend of Hank. Should have given uh, Richard Pryor a story by credit. They did. No, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got a written by credit, actually. <laughs> like it's it's characters created by <laughs> it takes that much from uh Blazing Saddles that they just gave all the, the original writers credit for writing the mm. new one. Like it's not like based on Blazing Saddles. It's it's these guys wrote these jokes or whatever these lines, and we're using them. Anyways, let's try and speed this along a little bit. 
So we're at the well, prom. It's uh, prom Toby, night. Is this Toby before is, or after prom night? This is what do you this mean? Has to be before, right? The 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 list of suspects. No, the the movie prom night. Oh, um, the prom night was 1980, I believe. Oh, so this was after. Let's see. Then again, you also had Carrie was a prom night. Yeah, prom night 1980. We yeah. all know. We all we all love that movie. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like a solid four out of ten. You want to watch teens get slaughtered with a, a disco score? Look no further. It was right up <laughs> Stu and I's alley. You got Leslie Nielsen, but he he's not funny. Yeah, it was the same year as Airplane, so he was yet to break. I don't know if it was released before or after Airplane, but that was it's his breakout. A, it's a Canadian tax shelter. Uh, yeah check out our uh joint episode with uh the midnight movie cowboys that was uh last year during the horror extravaganza yeah we were uh, on their show to discuss prom night and uh the fog uh, the fog that's right was our favorite actress Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> uh, solid yes. episode. So yeah, uh, Toby uh, enhances herself for the prom. She's she's some... in she's in disguise using the costume from the non musical Grease production that the school is putting <laughs> on. <laughs> Couldn't get rights to the songs, so she has some quote unquote balloons in her dress. She's looking good, looking sharp. They looked pretty uh, realistic for mm-hmm. being balloons. Everyone's cutting a rug inside. Malvert's dancing with people. <laughs> I think he got his girlfriend back. Yeah. The doll, the, the blow-up doll. Mm-hmm. Everybody is hot for Toby in her disguise. And uh, she gets Malvert to take the keys from Peters. Uh, meanwhile, Peters gets named the... Uh, so there was, uh, there was like one girl left who wanted to be the prom queen and all the other candidates were murdered throughout the movie. And to be fair to everybody, they gave the crown to Peters, the principal. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, I think Patty was the one that wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, who gives it she to Toby her... at the end? Hmm? Who gives it to Toby at the end? In the hospital, so they give her the flowers. Ye- Remember, they say we voted you um, prom queen. That's right. Yes, yes. Because well, she's were- the opposite of what she was in the. Yeah, dream. she's like in my dream. You wanted it really bad. <laughs> she goes in my, in my dreams too. So <laughs> she sacrificed it for her. But uh, yeah, so Patty and her boyfriend Scott, who's uh, he's like a army ROTC guy, real hardcore. Mm-hmm. They go to the wood shop to to have some sex, and the uh, the shop teacher's in there with his horse head bookends, <laughs> <laughs> and he hides in a like a closet or a like a storage cabinet type thing. When they come in, Scott's got to leave to go get some condoms. Sex will kill ya. you. Got to wrap <laughs> it up. While he's gone, uh, the breather kills Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like a war zone when he's killing her. 
I forget. I think he just stabs her or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he uses a bookend again. Um, and then uh, Scott comes back and uh, he finds Patty dead and he's like, ah, I'm still going to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have sex with Patty's dead body uh, until he got bagged. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the shop teacher gets found out by the killer. The killer's got a chainsaw. I keep calling it a buzzsaw, but it's a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. They get some to put it in a case, but then they use the case to kill the shop teacher. Yeah. Um, let's see. Meanwhile, Toby has uh, entered Peter's office. Peter's office. Uh, she drops a bunch of marbles on the floor. They were in a desk drawer. Um, and then she starts going through the file cabinet and Peter's... Uh, confronts her and that's where you mentioned earlier he starts getting undressed and he's got (laughs) i heart new york tattooed on his chest (laughs) (laughs) well peter's uh after he gets undressed he tries to kill toby but he slips on the marbles and impales himself (laughs) with a trophy yeah uh and then we find we didn't talk about hardy through the whole movie there's a there's a character named hardy who is uh toby's friend her uh not boyfriend but friend who's a boy and the John he's also Cryer of the movie <laughs> yes and he's also trying to figure out who is a killer and he ends up in miss mumsley off miss mumsley's office uh and he gets killed and then from there miss mumsley confronts toby and just kind of spills all the beans uh of what's been happening i didn't have time to bag him miss mumsley Miss Mumsley, do you think I look good in green? Why, yes, I think it's it's quite flattering. Thank you. Too bad you have to die. You're the only one of the girls who didn't get laid first. Then you did it. I only killed the boys. He killed the girls. He breaks up them nothing. But why? Why not? I never told him. He had no idea. I did it to protect him in case there are any witnesses. I I don't understand. Because he was my son. You're his mother? No, his father. Oh, my God. Father hyphen mother. But why did you do it? Because I loved him. Listen, please let me go and and I won't tell anyone you're crazy. I, I swear. Hold still while I hear you. I'm an old woman with arthritis. This is where it starts uh, kind of falling apart. <laughs> what are you, his mother? No, his father. <laughs> and then, and then, like it becomes a nightmare, and everybody comes back to life and starts chasing Toby through the hallways. Yeah, and it's uh, eventually she wakes up in the hospital, and it's the Wizard of Oz moment with, uh, and you were there, and you were there. Yeah, it's everybody's kind of like, uh, eternal sunshine the spotless mind when the dreams start collapsing yeah they're being erased um yeah like you said the wizard of oz thing and mrs M- miss yeah miss mumsley is a mister <laughs> in real life <laughs> everybody's so like the sense. opposite of what they were in the dream yeah like hardy uh is a sex fiend mm-hmm. uh in the in the in the real life but in the dream he He's a he's a virgin. And uh Toby was sick with swine flu because she's so sexually repressed. Oh yeah, I, 
I do want to mention that the way that Toby gets out of the dream is by running upstairs and jumping through a window. Yeah. Which uh, is kind of like the Toxic Avenger, but that came later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyways. Um, you were there, and you were there, <laughs> and you were there. Mr. Malvert, you were a janitor. <laughs> Do you have this clip? Do you have the, the clip of her coming out of the dream and explaining what happened? I do. It's the last clip. Let's let's do that now. Toby, Toby, snap out of it. Snap out of the Toby. Uh, uh, Hardy. Julie. Bertha. Patty and Scott, you're all alive. You're all alive, and, and you're, you're who you were in real life. Oh, Monsieur Dumshi, I had this dream, and, and you weren't even my French teacher. I would always be your French teacher. But you were surrounded by all these horse heads. Qu'est-ce que c'est horse said? You must have had a terrible dream, no? Terrible dream? It was a nightmare. Oh, the swine flu really affected my mind. I, I dreamt that all my friends were murdered because they were having sex. Sounds reasonable. Mr. Munsley, you were a woman. And Mr. Peters, you were the principal, and... It's all due to sexual repression and urban stress, my dear. So who was the murderer? Luke, you can walk. Yeah, I have been since I was two years old. And Mr. Malvert, you were a janitor. Absurd. No, really, I was at this prom, and... and and there was this weird red punch. Sometimes Peter's be red. When you were unconscious, we all felt so sorry for you that well, the gang voted you prom queen. It was Patty Priswell's idea. But Patty, all through my dream, all you wanted was the crown. That's all I wanted in my dreams, too. Will you put these in water for me? Sure. In any event, people, Toby needs her rest. We can all visit her tomorrow. My dear. Don't forget your appointment on Tuesday, my dear. What was I like in your dream? Well, besides me, you were the only one who was normal. Yeah. Boring, isn't it? Nope. Boring gets me hot. (laughs) So she wants to get it on now. So they go out to the woods. Yeah, as one does. Except for that, Hardy is the real killer. It's a killer in real life who hasn't killed yet, but he's going to start killing now. Is that I what's forget. going on? <laughs> I forget. He kill. He starts with Toby. Yeah, because there's a scene where there <laughs> there's a funeral at the end where Toby's already buried, mm-hmm. and uh, Hardy it's one just hour gets later up. after these. Yeah, after he you know chokes her. It's a very quick when they were around. about to have sex. It's a very quick turnaround. And he gets down on her and starts talking to her grave, like right in front of everybody about like how he's going to go kill everybody or something. I, I forget. But then she reaches out and chokes him mm-hmm. from beyond. It's like the ending of Carrie. Yes. Credits. The end. Give you one, the end. one little scare at the end. 
student bodies. That's it. I'm sure we did it justice talking about all the funny parts. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's on Tubi or maybe uh, what's the other one? I forget. It's one one of those ad supported uh, streamers has it, I believe. So if you don't mind the ads, uh, that would be the way to, the way to go if you want to watch it for free. Otherwise, I would recommend just go buy that Blu-ray. It's worth it. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the options here. Just being a little slow. I guess I could look too. Right now, it just says, "Well, IMDb just lists it. You know, you could rent it from Prime." But at one oh, time, they I might they might have just yeah they might have just taken something. it out yeah. Because it was on one of those channels last month. All right. Well, any more thoughts before we get into fun facts? No, I think we've kind of beaten this to death. (laughs) All right. Well, we can at least conclude. Actually, we should rate it. I'll, uh, I'll give it an eventually. Eventually. Yeah, I liked it enough to give it a soonish. Okay. Soonish. Especially, right. like I said, if you're a fan of the, the horror movies from that era. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. So trivia. The film was funded by Paramount because of the writer's strike that was going on in 1981. The studio wanted to put out as many non-union films as possible during the strike. <laughs> <laughs> here's a fun fact. Says here, this movie became famous and popular on American late night cable television screenings on such programs as Saturday Night Saturday Nightmares and Up All Night. Hosted by Rhonda Shear, of course. I think uh one of the movies we did recently was considered the most popular episode of Up All Night. Hmm. I forget which one it was now. With sorority babes? <laughs> it might have been that one. Hmm. Maybe. Here's a fun fact. Uh, producer and director Michael Ritchie had his name removed from the film's credits so as to not re- to not run into trouble from the striking Writers Guild. Instead, screenwriter Mickey Rose was given on-screen director's credit. Mm. So that would be, explain the Alan Smithy. Here's another fun fact. Yeah, it says here the movie was announced in the November 17th, 1980 issue of The Hollywood Reporter. It's having the following key creatives. Jeff Lieberman was both writer and director. And the producers were Joseph Beru and Edgar Lansbury. None of, the, none of these names ended up on the credits for the finished film. Hmm. So it looks like they had a lot of other people lined up. And then the strike happened and they got all new people. <laughs> the name of the educational institution was the Lamab high school but it had originally been lamar high school during the shooting of the prom it was decided to quickly change the name because of the real lamar high school in houston and texas usa clearly written by an american uh this trivia all posters (laughs) at the prom were quickly changed from lamar to lamab previous scenes filmed using the word lamar were dubbed over to the corrected lamab Mm. Not very well, because I, like I said earlier, <laughs> I, it sounded like they were saying Lamar through the whole movie. Mm. But I did notice that there, there was signage that uh, had a B instead of an R at the end. 
Here's another fun fact. In that football game, the visiting football team actually came from Port Arthur, Texas. The 1980 Thomas Jefferson Yellow Jackets sporting their colors of maroon and gold. They played in the 5A state championship game against the Odessa Permian Panthers of Friday Night Lights fame. Oh, interesting. Uh, during the final chase dream, as Toby is running up the stairs, you can hear Godzilla's roar at least twice mixed in with all the other sounds and music. Here's a fun fact. Patrick Boone Varnell is the real name of the stick who played Malvert. Okay. I think I may have just come across that one. Yeah, the Alan Smithy producer credit, which you referenced earlier, was in fact a pseudonym for Michael Ritchie. This was revealed in a review of the film published in the LA Times on August 12th, 1981. Alan Smithy is commonly used a uh, name for screen credits, usually for a director or a person does not wish to use their name or believe that the picture is a bad movie, do not wish to be associated with it. Yeah, I, I, I came across those ones. So um, we want to quickly go through the uh, connections list here from IMDb. Sure. So uh, under references, we have the, the three faces of Eve. Toby is called Eve by her psychiatrist after he says that she has a mental illness. Sesame Street, there's a big bird float. The mm. Godfather. Scott says he got the idea to hide a condom behind the toilet from the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Hardy mentions the movie. Sybil. Toby is called Sybil by her psychiatrist after he says that she has a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Greece. The school is doing a non-musical version of Greece. And uh, the Dukes of Hazzard. Was mentioned by Mr. Hummers, uh, as we heard in the clip earlier. Spoofs, The Wizard of Oz, we mentioned that. Psycho, Toby spins in a spins a chair around and finds a dead body with a glove stuffed in his mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carnival of Souls, surreal sequence about Toby and people from the town. The take the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A killer wants to use a chainsaw but changes his mind. Black Christmas, the entire opening sequence and plastic bag scene. Um, Carrie, we mentioned that. The hand burst out of the grave. Halloween, and the sequence of fake opening shots. Halloween is one of the dates given, as well as Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday. The music and opening scene is very similar to John Carpenter's classic Halloween theme. Uh, when a Stranger Calls, the opening scene with the babysitter receiving strange phone calls from the breather. It's a spoof of When a Stranger Calls. Friday the 13th in the opening sequence of fake uh, opening, in the sequence of fake opening shots, Friday the 13th is one of the dates given. Um, also, the killer attacks kids who have sex. The Shining, the breather says, Here's the breather, <laughs> or Here's Breather. Um, prom night, kids are killed at the big dance, slash, the principal's crown prom queen. The opening scene takes place on Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday. And um, Friday the 13th, part two, the film's tagline, The Laugh Count Begins, is a parody of the tagline for Friday the 13th, part two, The Body Count Continues. So we had most of those. Yep. All right. Well, uh, yeah, be looking out for our Christmas re-release episodes, as well as the 
Batman Returns episode that is upcoming with our very own Zolly Becker. And then, um, yeah, uh, we'll take a little bit of a, a break over the holidays, probably re-release Terror Train since that's a New Year's Eve film. Did you know they remade Terror Train this year? Uh, it's Tubi. I don't know if it's made specifically for Tubi, but I, mm. I just found it scrolling through uh, looking for 2022 movies that I missed. Mm. Anybody in it of note? I doubt it. It looks like it was made for Tubi. Mm. Anyways, I cut you off. It's all right. Um, yeah, be looking out for that. I'm sure we'll be back with a recently seen uh, sometime, I don't know, mid-January. But um, yeah, uh, Brett, where can people help out the show and buy some of our lovely merch? You can head on over to wtmwatchthismovie.creator-spring.com. You can reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie or read at positively wolf one, which is the same handle as his letterbox profile. Mine is under Eric underscore Mulder. You can check out our website at WTMWatchthisMovie.com and please rate and review subscribe on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking Check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case. Charlie, you clean. What kind of a question is that? Of course I'm clean. Besides, can't wash away herpes. <laughs>